Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey guys, welcome to another Gangplank Report superfan interview. And Tiffany is not only a superfan, but also a cast member from Below Deck Mediterranean Season 1. If you haven't heard any of our conversations with Tiffany prior, you're in for a treat. She's one of my favorite humans ever. And one of the best things that came out of me doing Below Deck was getting to meet her. So, Oh, fangirl. Yeah. I am so glad that you're here. We have a lot to catch up on. We are mid-season with Mediterranean. And I can't wait to get your take on things. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about what we've seen so far and Mm -hmm. what you're looking forward to. Yeah, excited to be here. And away from my kid for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to mention in your bio part, mom extraordinaire. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And food taste tester or food taste test administrator, I guess. A little bit of both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love watching Amelia try different foods. My favorite part is when she drops them on the floor. <laughs> oh, like, oops. Yeah. Didn't like, need oops. to do that. Yeah. Where's the dog? <laughs> yeah. That's a vegetable. I don't think so. <laughs> and now she loves broccoli all of a sudden. Go Broccoli is my favorite vegetable. So she and I can jam <laughs> yeah. on that. I'll have to keep making more. I've been so sidetracked because she's mobile. Yeah. Getting harder to make videos. <laughs> You just have to get one of those motion GoPros on a gimbal so that it moves with her. So that way it's not like the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) Oh God, could you imagine? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, one of those ones that's strapped to your forehead like they have on all the ghost shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just run around. (laughs) She'd probably just try to chase after it all day and like whack her head. Too funny. Oh my gosh. So what is your impression of this season? I haven't gotten to talk to you at all. I know Adrian has, but I haven't. Yeah, we haven't touched base on this season no. yet, have we? Mm-mm. It's a little slow, mm-hmm. but the little love scenarios are cute with Frank and Kyle. <laughs> that was really cute. And like you said on this last episode, very rom-com-esque. Yeah, totally it felt like that at the end with them standing in the headlights. It was like, okay, this is now I know why they got an Emmy. <laughs> How did they get that overhead shot? A drone, I guess. I don't know. But like, they just happened to be there at that moment. Yeah. Like, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Props to them. Um, and the, was it Tosh and Dave oh. and her boyfriend as of right now? Yeah. That's just. It's crazy. Yeah. 
It's so annoying at this point that my eyes roll out of my head every time she speaks. <laughs> oh, I know. I just feel so bad because I did start out the season liking her mm-hmm. and it's just turned on a dime and I can't even bear to watch yeah. her. As the season goes on, I like her less and less. You can tell she's not a super yacht chief stew. Oh, really? Okay. She like the provisioning. Yeah. The not telling Kyle to get off the couch and stop fraternizing with the guests and drinking mm-hmm. with the guests. And you can just tell like she's probably used to smaller boats where you can get away with that stuff a little bit more. I had never really considered that. See, that's the stuff that you and Adrian bring that I hadn't thought about that she mm-hmm. came from a smaller boat background. That's my guess. I don't know. But I mean, I could see that with Reagan because Reagan just seemed completely lost. Mm-hmm. Tosh seemed really organized at first and it's just the wheels just fell off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she's going to let the cam- letting the cameras get to her head or something. I don't know. Like, I got to make good TV. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good is a subjective term. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she's trying to get that second season locked in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that'll happen? Gut instinct with everything you know about people who've come back and who haven't. I mean, she's not a complete shit show, so probably mm-hmm. it's hard to say. I would like to see Natalia back. I would love to see Natalia back. I'd like to see her back as chief. Yeah. She seems to get it mm-hmm. and understand what's necessary. And she keeps work at work and play at play. Mm-hmm. And I like that about her. Yeah. Yeah. And she seems to be getting irritated at the same things I am too. So that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I have been in her exact place. I'm like, why aren't I a higher rank? Because I'm doing all the work. Yeah. And you guys are playing. I'm like, (laughs) so frustrating. Yeah. I just feel like all of it's frustrating to watch, but that's just me. With the exception of the dynamic that's going on with Courtney and Z and Storm that seem like they're pretty cohesive, the rest Mm -hmm. of it is just frustrating to watch all of it. The entire interior is a disaster to me. (laughs) Pretty much. I agree with you on that. Who has been surprising to you? Who were you not expecting good things from and you decided, oh, wow. With any Bolo Duck series, I would say the chef. Yeah. He's been surprisingly calm mm-hmm. on Charter. You don't see that a whole lot. It's usually like, oh, these guests want this. No. Right. He's not a complainer at all. No. He's just like rolls with it. And that's what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the guests expect. He'll, he'll make a little comment like when he was having to do the deconstructed California cuisine. And he said, I'd rather construct your food, but whatever. Yeah. And like, that's about as snarky as he gets about the guests. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing it is (laughs) and it looks cool too it's visually appealing food Mm -hmm. and from how they're reacting to it it seems like it tastes good too we never know that aspect of it really unless you talk to somebody who's had the food right I think Ben will always be my favorite chef but that's because he's the only one I've worked with I technically think that Dave is a better chef Mm mm-hmm Just from the visuals. I think his food looks more interesting, but I think foods evolved a little bit from 10 years ago. Absolutely. That's true too, yeah. So I think he's got the advantage of more techniques and more resources to pull from than what you all had at the very beginning. Yeah, I would say the med, you get almost whatever you want. Bahamas, it's a little trickier for being a general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. I've never provisioned in Australia, so I have no idea. 
then. Yeah. What do you think about Courtney's performance on deck? We saw her last year on the interior and now she's on the deck crew. Do you think that she's showing enough initiative? I think she's doing about as good as you can do for the lack of experience she has. Right. She seems obviously to overthink and worry and then whatever she actually does it, she does it fine. Right. You know, with the docking and stuff. I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. I have a feeling she'll probably, it'll probably be another Malia situation where she gets promoted to lead deck or something just to throw a wrench in it. Even though Z should probably have a bit. That's my prediction at least. She reminds me of you a little bit. Like she's happy and she's a little irreverent and she doesn't mind being one of the boys. Exactly. So I'm rooting for her. I am too. But I feel like production is going to peep and and storm the air. You should probably make her lead. I would probably have a little bit of a hard time with that, I think. Just because this is Z's second full season on it. And I know that she did some work down in the Caribbean, but I don't know. But that's what happened with Bobby. Yeah, that's true. That's why I think that it's probably going to go down that rabbit hole again. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think Z would take it? I think he would probably be pretty cool with it. I don't know. I feel like it might crush him a little bit just because he was on deck the full time last below deck season. I don't know what he did in between. He seems to be her biggest cheerleader though. So yeah, well, he's got a little crush on her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's still there for him. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. He says it's not, but you can tell. Yeah, I agree. Well, as far as it pertains to the deck team, Tiffany, you and I were talking off camera about this a little bit but you've got a slightly different take on the jason situation and it wasn't until you brought it to my attention that i started to feel bad about my criticism about him (laughs) yeah so i have been in almost his exact same shoes i was on a boat i was there first with the captain and then he hired on two south africans they were a couple the male and i shared mate roles which disaster in its own self having the same responsibility right and then his girlfriend was chief stew Mm -hmm. and then later in the season we hired a second stew who was also south african so they got super clicky together they didn't really go out as much as i did i like to get off the boat at the end of the day and go have a drink so like it was usually just myself going out at night captain was sober so (laughs) he wasn't coming with and we did a season in the med and then we went to the caribbean and it just like spiraled after that and it got so bad that on a day off the mate ended up calling me a name and like obviously we had all been drinking and he tried to say that it was the other stew that said it even though I had witnesses that it was him that said it and I went to my captain like a couple days later and I was like look I know you know that we've been having issues I want to put my two weeks in he's like well when do you exactly want to leave I'm like yesterday he's like you know what pack your stuff. If you want to go, I'll get you a ticket out of here. And I had actually like been hanging out with this sailboater guy. And he was always saying like, Oh, you know, you can come be my captain offers on the table. And I'm, I hit him up. I was like, is that offer still available? Like, (laughs) so I hopped on a 40 foot sailboat from a 120 foot yacht because I wanted to get away from them that bad. Right. You pulled a CJ. (laughs) I pulled a CJ. Rode off into the sunset on a sailboat. I had to get used to cold showers and laundry not available 24-7. I had to make my own food. It was culture shock, but it was the best decision. And they didn't even know I left. I literally left in the middle of the night. Yeah. They like knocked on my door the next day like, where are you? Where are you? And then I get all these text messages. Hey, you coming to work? Nope. 
<laughs> Once she said that to me, I actually had a similar situation where I signed on to be a chef on a big, big sailboat and it was a completely South African crew and the crew mess was also in the galley. So they would sit there and talk Afrikaans in front of me, which they knew I didn't understand, even though they all spoke English. Mm. They would on purpose sit there and have full on conversations with each other, all of them, and knowingly disclude me. And it became really uncomfortable. Then I found out that the captain was shagging the second stew and things just got awkward <laughs> everywhere. And I went to the captain and I was like, I'll stay through the rest of this trip. But as soon as this trip is over, I'm leaving. You guys are going to have to find somebody else because they're intentionally making this uncomfortable for me. Right. And we haven't seen them all speak Afrikaans to each other, but I understand the feeling of exclusion mm -hmm. in that situation, especially when you've got, it's the same thing. Like if you got a whole bunch of, if you got three crew from Long Island and a South African. Yeah. You know, they're going to be able to speak in slang to each other. He's still going to be able to understand because it's English. But at the end of the day, having three people with a similar background come on a boat and be chummy with each other, it does feel pretty exclusionary mm. and uncomfortable. Not lack of brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had a dollar for every like jar of Mrs. Ball's sauce that those guys went through because that's their main condiment staple i would be very wealthy by now well corny's actually from wales but she has visited south africa so i get what you're saying and i mm -hmm. really was on jason's side at the beginning because i thought especially while reagan was still there that he was really doing everything he could do and I wasn't expecting him to know everything. Mm -hmm. And I was giving him latitude. As it's gone on, though, it's not like he's completely excluded. He wasn't flying solo completely like you were. Mm -hmm. He and Dave are close and he and Kyle are close. So it's just not in his department where he has people. So it's not like he doesn't have people to vent to at all. So it's a little different for me still. I'm not taking away from the experience that both of you had. He just hasn't shown the same initiative he was showing at the beginning. Right. And whether he's the type of person who burns hot at first and then fizzles out, I don't know. Or if he's just too much in his head, maybe. But he really has been kind of slacking when you're told to polish the stainless and you make time for everything but polishing the stainless. I kind of <laughs> can't be on your side. Right. Yeah. So it's not like they were having him do really complex chores. I still don't understand if he has captain attender before, why they aren't using him more in that capacity. But, you know, maybe that's part of the Courtney arc. Well, I mean, how big of a sailboat was he on? Do, do we know that? I honestly don't know. Mm -mm. If it was a small sailboat, they probably just had like a little inflatable dinghy behind him. And yeah. might not have a lot of driving experience. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> That's the second time dinghies come up. <laughs> Last time Adrian brought it up when Reagan was talking about being a captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain Dinghy over there. <laughs> I love it. What did you think of her getting gone? Did you think Sandy did the right thing and timely enough? She probably should have done it sooner, but that doesn't make for good TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think they have to give them, if it's not something where the ship is actually in danger, mm -hmm. I think they have to give them a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think Danny from my season should have been gone after probably the second charter, but they kept until about the eighth. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> we were just talking about out. him the other <laughs> day too when we were talking about Kyle and Frank we were talking about Danny not knowing where that line was mm-hmm. so do you think Kyle knew where it was a little better than Danny oh yeah he knew exactly what he was doing but yeah I mean I thought that the whole time, like he had his toe right up to it and a little bit over, mm-hmm. like I'm going to push it as far as I can without getting canned. I think that last night he pushed it over the edge with yeah. the hand on the leg the and pajama the party. drinking and yeah. Yeah, I agree. What's your take on Sandy this season? I've actually had an invasion of the body snatchers experience and I've been cheering her on all season, so... You know, she's not on screen much, so it's a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> I think she's found a good balance. She's on screen some, yeah. like last season. She finally learned. Yeah, last season, all we saw was the door of her cabin and closed captioning saying Sandy snoring at the bottom. <laughs> so last season, we didn't see her at all. Seasons previous, we may have seen her a little too much. I just think she's found the balance. Thank God. I'm tired of seeing her hover and micromanage. And I mean, maybe because people are getting the job done and guests aren't complaining. But they're not getting the job done. Well, she doesn't know that. Yeah. She's not aware that they're not getting it done. That's true. And that's the name of the game. <laughs> so like, you have to find out you're not doing your job. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Look busy. God's watching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's funny so do you have anything that you're looking forward to they just dropped the mid-season trailer on us it it was all kind of i want to see who sandy is saying don't try to manipulate me i don't like that uh yeah i thought it was tosh that's who i'm thinking yeah just based on her behavior that's who my head assumed it was and then when i rewatched it i realized they didn't show us who she was talking to oh and i wonder who the medical evacuation is for i doubt it's for a sprained ankle yeah true i mean they did say something about jet ski flipping or something yeah if that's a guest have we had an injured guest before yeah chandler dropped <laughs> i was just gonna say that <laughs> oh i love chandler <laughs> I, I know that was not his fault <laughs> that was most definitely not his fault the woman was a train wreck to begin with oh god i know <laughs> poor guy and we know him personally obviously so yeah that I was think of any other guests that have gotten hurt oh there was the little kid stepped on glass he stepped on glass pearson yes master pearson master yes. pearson that's mm-hmm. right he was so cute but <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting if they actually had to get, it looks like they've got, what is the equivalent of the Coast Guard in the Med? Depends on which country they're in. I know very well that the Gendarmerie are the French Coast Guard in the Caribbean. How do you know? I <laughs> wouldn't know that too. <laughs> Have I never told you this story? No, tell it. Bill, so. we're all drinking, hanging. It's just us three. <laughs> when I was in the Caribbean, like my first season-ish in the Caribbean, I would call my boyfriend like every day or so. And at that point in time, every Caribbean island that you went to, you had to get a different phone card. So your minutes would run out and then you would have to wait till you got to the next island because you were not going to top up on a phone card for a phone number that you weren't going to be using anymore. You would have to wait till you got to the next island, get a new phone card and top that up. It was a real screaming pain in the butt because all of them Mm -hmm. were by minutes, not by plans. And you couldn't take one number to the next island. They just weren't connected that way. (laughs) 
sense tells you how long ago this was yeah (laughs) and we were stuck out at anchor for a couple of different reasons for a couple of days and my boyfriend called my mom on like the third day and was like so I haven't heard from Adrian in a couple of days and my mom went into full mom mode mom mode (laughs) yeah (laughs) Everybody knows Cindy Gang. Yeah. (laughs) She went into full mom mode and she called the guy across the street who flew for Air Force One. And she called the guy down the street because they live in a transient military neighborhood. Called the guy (laughs) down the street who is a colonel in the Marines and called the guy a couple doors down who was in the Navy. Called everyone that she knew. And it took them 17 hours to find me. All she knew was that I was on a boat with a specific name in Martinique somewhere. Didn't know which port I was in, which was, there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took them 17 hours to find me. And they boarded the boat with <gasps> machine guns pointed oh my- at my owners at three o'clock in the morning. They were like banging <gasps> on the aft deck door. Holy crap. How have yeah. I heard the story? Oh yeah. And the owners come downstairs and like, um, Adrian, the French police are here for you. We haven't even made it to the island yet. What did you do? And I was <laughs> like, I don't even know. They know you so well. Yeah, for heaven's sake, my name is French, by the way. Adrian yeah. is actually French, but they couldn't pronounce my name. They kept saying Adrian Jange, Adrian Jange. <laughs> and they refused to speak English. So they wouldn't tell my owners what was going on. They wouldn't tell me what was going on. They just told oh my me to get my passport. And that, at that point in my early 20s, I was a smoker. I was in my pajamas. I grabbed my passport and the few things that were in my purse and a pack of cigarettes. And I left on this like inflatable Coast Guard boat with these French police and (laughs) took off to go to the U.S. Embassy in Martinique so that they could verify in person that I was not being held against my will. That's insane. Thanks, mom. (laughs) I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting in this guy's office. He's the consulate to Martinique, the U.S. consulate to Martinique. His last name was Richie. And I'm sitting in his office and he finally comes in because they picked me up at like three in the morning. And so he comes strolling in at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. And he's like, are you Adrian Gang? And I said, yes, I am. And he goes, can you please call your mother and tell her that you're okay? <laughs> For the entire rest of the time that I was on that boat, every single day, the owners were like, do you have enough minutes on your phone? How's your mom? Do you talk to your mom yet today? How's your mom doing? <laughs> The whole time. Oh my God. If it were my daughter, I would have done the exact same thing. If I hadn't heard from her in three days and you're used to hearing from her or someone's used to hearing from her, you best believe Coast Guard's coming looking for you. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what my mom said when I called her? Because I called her and I was like, so mom, I'm in the office, the U.S. consulate, Martinique, because you led them to believe I may or may not have been. Can you please uh, stop? your friends from trying to because they found me i'm fine yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> they so escorted cute, me though. with machine guns yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that is hilarious that's too funny well before we let you go since i have you both here something's been coming up a lot on twitter what do you guys think looking at it now versus when you both were on the first season of your series the use of cell phones and having them on you at all times is that something you're okay with now do you find it less professional do you find it just the way of the world where do you guys stand on it both it's not professional to be checking it Mm -hmm. like when you have a spare minute maybe down in your cabin um a lot of times I would leave my phone like in the galley or in my room and go check out when I had a minute 
Mm-hmm. But also you have some captains, that's how they get a hold of you, especially oh. on smaller boats. Okay. I've had captains saying like, why don't you pick up your phone? I'm like, I'm not used to carrying my phone with me. But I think on that size boat, I think it's unprofessional. And especially the amount that Tash is on hers, mm-hmm. it's distracting her from her duties. Well, we've had her doing it and then Magda doing it also on Down Under. Oh, yeah. And it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. And people are saying like, why is this a thing now? People have had them and you've seen people taking selfies when the guests are off the boat, but it seems constant. Like they're all constantly looking at their phone while they're on deck and stuff. I'm old, so... I wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted the perspective from younger yachties. Gotcha. How about you, eh? I mean, I keep my phone on me in the galley, but I'm not in front of the guests all the time either. Yeah. And yes, that is sometimes a more reliable form of communication than the radios, because the radios, as we have seen, sometimes don't work. <laughs> right. So yeah, for me, it's a little bit of a different story because I'm in the galley. For me, it's a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, especially when you see Natasha picking up her phone and doing nothing but focusing on that. And I think she even like shooed Kyle away from talking to her about work stuff because she was like, I'm I'm busy. I'm texting. Yeah, it's a little frustrating to me. I don't even, when you're on Charter A, you know that I won't even WhatsApp you because I don't know what's critical. If you send me a message and it's timely, I'll send you one right back. But I'm afraid to interrupt your work. So it just seems weird to me that she can get away with that much time on her phone. It's because she hasn't been caught yet. Yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's the don't manipulate me thing. Ooh. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think at some point both Natalia and Kyle are gonna hit their limit with her BS and somebody's gonna go to Sandy and say something. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's inevitable because both of them are such strong personalities and both of them think that they're picking up slack for her. Right. I know that she confronts her directly. We saw that in the trailer because Tosh told her not to speak to her that way and she would not tolerate disrespect and She was just trying to tell her that getting the rooms cleaned up and set up housekeeping is in her job role too. Right. And Natasha was not happy about that at all. I don't blame her. I'd be annoyed too. I know that the girls that worked for me were annoyed season one because I spent so much time on the phone setting up arrangements and trying to get provisions and all the rest of that stuff. They didn't understand the full scope of all the things that I was doing. Now Below Deck has a production person that handles all of those things because it's just entirely too much for one person to handle. You literally just give them a list and the stuff magically appears. Right. (laughs) You're not actually physically going out, picking out the produce. and Right, exactly. And again, season one was a learning curve for everybody. But now she doesn't really have an excuse not to be interactive with the guests all the time and or helping with the interior maintenance. It's just, she she doesn't have an excuse. Yeah, it just seems like she's taking full advantage of the chief thing to me. But again, we know that I'm completely not objective where she's concerned. (laughs) So Tiff, your life has been a little boatless lately. A little bit. And I would love for you to tell everybody what you're up to. So my husband, Evan, and I and our daughter, Amelia, we moved to Virginia to his father's 350 acre hunting preserve and we are getting it back up and running it hasn't been running for about 10 years now and we just had our first dove hunt this past saturday it was sold out and we have one coming up not this saturday but the following one that one's also sold out already 
We're getting ready for deer season. We have an outdoor shooting range. We have fishing. And hopefully, I'm thinking probably about two years, we'll have a wedding venue and some RV sites for rent. Very cool. So lots going on. And it's next to impossible to get anything done by myself with Amelia in tow, besides feeding our chickens. (laughs) (laughs) She loves the chickens, huh? She does. And she loves helping, Mm -hmm. which entails her dumping food on her face and eating some of it. I did, in fact, sponsor a chicken for Andrew as a gift to him, just so we're clear. You did? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Does that give him a chicken ship? (laughs) It does. It does. does. I named it Andy. (laughs) But it's a hen, so I wanted to give it a little more feminine name, so it's Andy with an I. I'm not going to tell Andrew that it's a girl. No, we won't. That's our secret. (laughs) And so we'll include the link to your website for your awesome little reserve that you've got going on up there. Because I would imagine that there's a lot of people that would be interested in coming to check that out. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. We encourage children to come. We have a lodge you can rent out. We're in the process of renovating it. We're getting a new roof this week even. And you can follow us at White Oaks Preserve on Instagram, Facebook, and whiteoakspreserve.com. Very cool. Yeah. And if they want to see and hear what you've got going on, they can also follow you at Naughty Yachty, correct? Yes. That's how I keep up with Amelia. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> she's so darn cute. I don't she, even like kids, but she's adorable. She is. Yeah, I don't like them either, adorable. but she's is pretty cute i'll probably keep her <laughs> it's different when they're yours because i was the same way i was like i can't stand kids and then i had to and i like them and i like my grandkids too so yeah <laughs> you kind of have to <laughs> that's amazing well thank you so much it was nice catching up with you and i may have to hit you up here when our girl gets into winter season and have you co-host with me yeah that'd be great cool thank you all for listening We will catch you next week for the Below Deck Med Season 7, Episode 10 recap. And until then, bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.